You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are here at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Slensky along with Father Craig Hochalter. We are having a great show today. We have visited with Eileen Markell, who is starting a group called The Branches, a young adult group here in the Diocese of Bismarck. Wonderful interview um, with her. We also visited with Dr. Ralph Martin, who will be our keynote speaker at many of our banquets coming up. Um, he will be in Rapid City on Thursday, November 3rd. He'll also be in Sioux Falls on November 10th. Then he will travel to North Dakota and um, at Bis- he will be in Bismarck on November 21st and then on to Minot on December 1st. So we are very excited to um, have Dr. Ralph Martin. Father Craig Hochalter will be our MC here in Bismarck, so very blessed to have Father Hochalter do that. And um, we have Father Ben Warner, our next guest on the phone. So welcome, Father Warner. Thank you. And how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Great. Teaching between classes uh, here teaching at uh, Trinity and Dickinson. Oh, well, I'm sure Father Craig can tell you maybe some shortcuts to get to classes. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there Father, you go. Yeah. Father Warner, for our listeners, uh, and I'm, yeah, please, you're at, at Trinity. It's a, it's a great school. That's <laughs> And very near to me, um, the red and white are. What 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 do you teach at uh, Trinity Junior High and High School? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm teaching uh, three classes uh, of sacred scripture. It's all sacred scripture. So two of those are sophomore, the whole sophomore class, and then the third are senior. Uh, so half the seniors. So I have all the sophomores that I'm teaching. Father Grant Dvorak teaches all the juniors, and then we both uh, teach half of the seniors. And at the semester, we're going to switch. So we can offer to, yeah, basically the last three years of high school that you're taught by a priest, and you can ask a priest questions about religion. So really cool opportunity to offer that to our students here. It's fantastic. Yeah, t- talk about impact uh, with, you know, the priesthood and the last three years. That's that's so much engagement at that level. It's so, so important. Our real presence's prayers are with you. For you, Father Warner, and also for Father Dvorak, as you carry out Catholic education, so critical, and uh, we thank you for, for what you do. You um, And mm-hmm. teach the Word, you know, the Word of God, Sacred Scripture. What uh, you, uh, Your home parish was just represented. I know you're from the Church of St. Joseph here in Mandan, Father Warner, and then answered a call to serve our Lord and His Church by way of the Holy Priesthood. Uh, have you always had a fondness and an affection for Scripture and and? Not only that, but the the, the classical languages uh, of, of Latin and Greek? Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, I had a phenomenal uh, Latin teacher when I was actually at Mandan High School. His name was Mr. Southern, Neil Souther. Um, just kind of served that desire for that classical, yeah, languages to really stretch the mind uh, as a liberal art, help you understand English and the nature of language. But I really get went to college seminary. I went to St. Paul in Minnesota, St. John Vianney Seminary. And so I majored in classical Latin, so I learned how to, how to read Virgil on classical poetry really well. And then uh, once I entered into theology at Kenrick Glennon in St. Louis, um, all of that kind of energy tended to just, like, transfer for ancient languages, transferred then to sacred scripture, right? I'd realize that, oh, wow, the Bible wasn't 
originally written in Latin. It was a little later translated into Latin, and that's helpful. But it's helpful to also know Biblical Greek and Hebrew, because most of the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and all of the New Testament was written in Greek. Uh, and so that passion started right away, and I had a phenomenal sacred scripture teacher, Father Charles Sampson, uh, who just got his doctorate in scripture, studied in Jerusalem and everything, really smart guy, and he just fed my passion and, of course, integrated that in prayer. And it's just always stuck with me as a constant, uh, yeah, foundation for my spirituality. God's providence is good, Father Warner, as, as this is growing inside of you. You know, and, and Bishop Kagan then 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 moves you and assigns you as your, as a as a new priest, and the world of education. You know, to to share that, you know, that affection and that fondness for the Word of God to young people. You know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year olds. Uh, God's providence was very good to you in that. You know, it's interesting. Um, we were just I was at a, a Catholic daughters retreat this weekend, and they were talking about. The, the Latin Mass coming back in so many areas. And I think there's a lot of people that are very apprehensive because many people did not grow up with the Latin Mass. So, you know, you know what, are, what are some recommendations as far as even people learning that, you know, at an older age, honestly? Oh, yeah, for learning it. I mean, uh, it's always great to start, you know, really small. Actually, the smallest way you can start, let me think here, we're starting with, like, really simple prayers, like um, the sign of the cross or the Hail Mary or the Our Father. It's actually not that hard to even pray the rosary in Latin, because you just learn, like, two or three prayers, and then you say them, like, 50 times in a day. Uh, and you can memorize it quickly, and you can look at resources so that you know what it means. Um, um, that's one way. And then, honestly, I'll just say that just... Um, Kind of going back to the Second Vatican Council, Sacrosanctum Concilium does say that it is, in a sense, a duty of the priest um, to equip the faithful with, uh, I forgot the exact words, but with sufficient right knowledge for their spirituality uh, of Catholicity. So, like, to have that universal heritage of the Church represented in the Latin sacred language, to integrate that into the spirituality. So we're talking about, you know, um, maybe saying an Agnus date during the sacred liturgy or a song too. It's just like really little ways um, just to connect with the universal church. Um, yeah, there's a lot more I could say about that, but that's a great starting point. Is uh, The biggest thing is just to have a desire. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the okay. problem is we all kind of, you know, we tend to favor our local experience of the church, which is awesome, but the church also has a vision to have a higher piety, right? Uh, piety for your local church, for your diocesan church, and for the universal church. And so sacred language is, I think, one of the core ways we can uh, tap into the universal heritage of the church. And not just Latin, also the biblical languages of Hebrew and Greek, I would also put into that category of sacred language. Father, following following your insight here, I was going to ask you, and and we'll probably return to it after the break, Father, but you... um you know, to the importance of this, right, to have, uh, to use your words, a higher piety, a greater recognition, uh, because, you know, the, the, the local church is, is made possible by the, the diocesan church and, and likewise by the universal church. 
And and the beauty of it, right? Not the restriction or, or like the demands of it, but the beauty and really the goodness, right? Of belonging to something you know greater than yourself or bigger than yourself. Why, why do you think if you can continue down that road to Father Juan, or why is it so important for uh, priests and the lay faithful to have you know a touch point with the biblical languages, uh, not only Latin but beyond that, Hebrew and Greek? Why does that have an importance to it and value? For sure. Yeah, I'd say, like, I think we underestimate just how much our language, and just more specifically our words, really form both our minds and our hearts, right? So our words kind of form our emotions, kind of how we respond to things. So even if it's a simple thing, like speaking a couple Latin words or Greek words, like the Kyrie eleison, it can uh, help us rise our minds and hearts to God, I guess, toward transcendence. Uh, in a certain way, with a sense of reverence, and there's a sense of a uh, sense of the sacred, right? That um, can be fostered, I think, in a special way. And I would also say too. So, I just a couple weeks ago, I was in D.C. I was baptizing my newborn nephew, and uh, it was actually he's my brother's part of uh, an or, what I what's called an ordinariate parish. So it's an ordinariate tradition, and I won't go into all the details. But basically, it's like kind of the Anglican tradition, right, that kind of speaks more in a Shakespearean, uh, kind of higher English, fancy English. And they kept that liturgical tradition when they came in union with the Catholic Church. So even having a sense of sacred English can be helpful, right, to saying, blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, right? These and vows can be a way to even elevate a sense of the sacred. And English is another great starting point same idea well that's pretty neat so um is it is it i mean is, are there baptisms similar to what we have here in north dakota i'm just curious because you know that's that's an interesting um scenario i've never heard of actually oh yeah no it's fascinating because it's part of the latin rite. Hmm. um but it's a it's kind of like they went out of union with the church is my understanding with the anglican um, a schism, but then it kind of got back on the branch, so to speak. So it's like a branch broke, and then we put it back on. So it's basically the same as what we do. Um, it'll just have older English. So I might mm-hmm. say, you know, Holy Ghost instead of Holy Spirit. I might say vouchsafe or, you know, God willeth this. Or it'll just have a very kind of uh, rich language. Oh, that's, that's uh, neat. But it's essentially the same thing. It just has a very clear sense of, wow, we're talking a little differently. There's a sense of the sacred here that we're doing something different than having a conversation at coffee in the morning, right? A separate holy means set apart. This language, this way of speaking is set apart for Almighty God in our relationship with Him. Father Warner, how have you, uh, in your efforts, how have you, and we probably will have to go to break, but if you could start kind of both working in, in Catholic education on diocesan Catholic education uh, versus privately governed, you know, how how have you brought these, if you have, I mean, you're like a month in, but not only with parish life as vicar at St. Joseph's and Dickinson, but also at Trinity, um, have you brought this into your teaching and your curriculum? Oh, for sure. So I make uh, these handouts for my classes. So uh, the main thing, my students come in, and I have some sacred art, and I go through, of course, the Bible stories. But on these handouts, I just make these footnotes. I don't give too much attention to them, 
But I usually break down the etymology or like the Hebrew or Greek or Latin roots of the language for the students. Or I might say like, oh, Babel in Hebrew means noisy confusion, which makes sense with the story. Right, so I'll just give little antidotes to explain words. Not like you have to do a language class, but just this word means this in the sacred language. Right, and that's really helpful for the students to clothe themselves with the antiquity, that ancient mindset. So we are going to have you hold your thought there, um, Father Wanner. Um, we are getting ready to take a break here. So stay with us. We are visiting with Father Ben Wanner from the Diocese of Bismarck on understanding the biblical languages. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and and, uh, had an interview with you. And and so that was my first introduction to Real Presence. It's It's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio from the first day has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I travel all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions, too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. We all like to shop local, but sometimes there are items you can't easily get nearby. The next time you shop online, think of Real Presence Radio. If you use our special link, Real Presence Radio will get a portion of your purchase price on Amazon, and it won't cost you anything additional. Just go to realpresenceradio.com slash smile, and you're all set. You'll be directed to Amazon Smile, where a portion of your purchase price will be donated to Real Presence Radio. It's easy, fast, and doesn't cost you a dime. Find the link at realpresenceradio.com slash smile. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here at the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, I'm Father... I'm not Father. I'm Karen... Don't take my name. I won't take yours. <laughs> With Father Craig Holcalter. Sorry, we are on our last last uh, half hour here, 15 minutes, I guess. So I, I don't know. I guess I just got sidetracked. You know? I think it's been a great show, contrary to your comments. Yes. <laughs> It's been wonderful, it and we're, we're, ending with a, we're ending with another uh, great guest, Father Ben Warner. Uh, he's a teacher 
uh, of sophomores and seniors at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, in North Dakota, and then also parochial vicar, associate pastor at uh, St. Joseph's in Dickinson. Um, uh, Father Wanner has a great desire and passion for the biblical languages of Latin, uh, Greek, and Hebrew. And I think it's, you know, not only on the practical, right? Like I, I think, and Father Wanner, you would know this, right? There's a real functional question of why do we have it in the liturgy? Why do we have it in prayers? Why would we want to sing it or chant it or recite it? But I think there's a deeper question too, which, you know, you maybe would encounter in a Bible study or maybe uh, with minds that, that go a little bit deeper into the uh, the ocean of, of the great tradition of the church of why was it, you know, first revealed in these languages and, and why are these kind of, you know, set uh, apart and even at a higher level than, you know, your more modern languages, whether it's like an Italian or even English, uh, you know, Mandarin, Chinese or whatever it might be, Portuguese, Spanish. Father Wonder, can you give us some insight and direction in that, you know, to people that are, why are these three uh, have such an importance, kind of a, a specialness in our Catholic faith? Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal question that um, a lot of people, yeah, just don't really think about. You just like, oh yeah, the Bible was in Hebrew and Greek, and there's Latin that's also a sacred language. But you don't really think about, like, why those three languages, you know, why, uh, if there's any linguistic scholars, you know, why didn't God choose, you know, the Proto-Indo-European to reveal himself to him, right, to have that language be the divine, uh, the sacred word on the page? Why didn't he choose Egyptian? Why didn't he choose, you know, ancient Hittite or cuneiform or Sanskrit, Chinese? Why didn't he choose modern English, right? Why did he choose these? And I think that's a great question. But before going into maybe a fittingness of Hebrew, Greek, and Latin for sacred theology, um, just to notice that, like, um, there's even a whole theology just of, like, language, period. Just the whole idea of language is a fascinating thing that uh, humans can communicate very spiritual things, just by, like, putting ink blots on a pen, right? That I can reveal my deepest, hum, you know, human experiences, my intellectual, my, you know, my emotional, uh, my memories, just by putting ink blots on a pen. And, of course, we even know, if we back up into Trinitarian theology, right, even God himself says that he's a word, right, the main metaphor of the Trinity in the first, the beginning of the Gospel of John, is that God the Father speaks the word the divine word, the logos of the Son, right? And all things are made through. And so um, there's this kind of sacredness built into all languages, um, given a dignity, because uh, God chose to reveal himself through human language, even though he didn't have to. So there's certain, like, elements of languages, not all are equal, like they, different languages understand time differently, right? So, like, Hebrew doesn't really think in past, present, future, it's more of completed action, incompleted action, right? Uh, not all languages have the same voice. You know, the Greek doesn't just have active and passive voice. It also has a middle voice. And, of course, all their words are different, right? Their network of words and puns and possible word connections are all different. And God wants to use all of that. So kind of getting back to why did God choose Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, and in that order, um... There's a lot that could be said. Here's kind of an, a thought that I had. I really think my argument, my theory, is that Hebrew and Greek, it actually kind of mirrors 
the incarnation of the divine word, right? So God becoming flesh. And then God kind of builds it up from the bottom to the top. So I think that Hebrew, the nature of the language, is a very concrete and fleshy and bodily language. Right? There's not a lot of adjectives. There's not a lot of abstract nouns. For example, it's not going to say that this guy, God, is powerful. It's going to say God holds a scepter in his right hand. Right? And it's very... Uh, the word connections are very broad, like the word avad in Hebrew. It can mean to serve, but it can also mean to worship, right? So the same word for serving Pharaoh in Egypt in the Exodus is the same word avad to worship God afterwards. So they're going from avad serve to avad worship, right? Or even the words are really which to, to know someone. It's not just encyclopedia knowledge, it's a biblical, personal, intimate knowledge, Right? So it's a very concrete, very bodily, very fleshy, a great starting point for humanity to learn about God. But then later, once we get toward the New Testament, then God shifts to ancient Greek, which has some linguistic tools that, like, Hebrew doesn't have. Right? It has some more abstract, more philosophical concepts that maybe Hebrew didn't have back then. Right? We have the idea of the logos, right? The divine word. We have words like hypostasis, right? Person. Right? Abstract, what's a person? How can we understand God as three persons? Or the word mysterion, right? A mystery. And then later on, kind of a sister language to Greek is Latin, right? So if Hebrew is like the humanity of Jesus, Greek is like the divinity of Jesus, you know, Latin is kind of like, I don't know, the sacraments of Jesus, right? How Jesus extends his incarnation through the Church, right? Uh, Latin, its nature, it's very simple, sober, succinct, and universal. It was like the lingua franca for like 1,800 years, or uh, I might have to fact check that, but for sure until a few hundred years ago, right, it was a universal scientific language, academic language, right? And with Latin, we get special words like that are precise, like substance, sacramentum, essentia. So there's a lot more that could be said, but I think that's a good place to start a conversation on why did God choose Hebrew, Greek, and Latin? Um, it's not random. God chose it for a reason. He's a master storyteller, and if he wants to communicate that God became man, he first communicates that the fleshy body, the abstract divinity, the humanity of revelation, the divinity of revelation, and then um, kind of the church, the ecclesial dimension of revelation, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Father, I think that I think there is is really uh, information is very valuable, but I think that's a keen insight of of he is a master storyteller and he gives us so much in his stories, and it's not accidental, it's not unintentional, but in fact, it's very purposeful and filled with meaning that no study you know could reach, but that study is necessary or that that work of understanding in our mind intellectually. Is it has infinite value, you know, not only for our friendship with our Lord, but uh, the deepening of our faith in the church and the understanding of, of religion. Um, but most importantly, certainly our friendship with our Lord. Well, thank you, Father Wanner, for being with us. We are at the um, end of our time here. We're going to have to send it to Fargo, but greatly appreciate everything you shared with us yes, about the biblical Father. languages. And hopefully we will we'll have you again um, on Real Presence Live. Thank you so much. God bless. Yep, God bless. So we are going to take it to Fargo. Rachel, you are there to give us a preview of tomorrow's show. Yes, on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Kelly Schneider and Amanda Ellerkamp are your hosts, coming to you live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. 
They'll be talking with Monsignor Thomas Richter from the Diocese of Bismarck about how we should respond to consolation and desolation in discernment. And Rick Klein will be sharing about how the past affects the future of the Ron Colley school system. All this and much more is coming on the next Your Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Rachel. You've been a gem to work with, and I think Father Hochalter will, will give you kudos about that. You are so great, Rachel. <laughs> well, thank you. You have an important role, and I'm glad you're fulfilling it well and kindly. Yes, yes. So thank you. Well, Father, we are almost at the end of our time, but it has been a pleasure yes, co-hosting with is, you Karen. again. It's been and a great show. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, you know, we have Dr. Ralph Mart- Martin coming for our keynote for many of our banquets on Thursday, November 3rd in Rapid City. Uh, Thursday, November 10th in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Monday, November 21st in Bismarck, North Dakota. Thursday, December 1st in Minot. So um, go online, register at realpresenceradio.com. We'd appreciate the, the, our fundraising banquets. And Father, do you want to um, close the show with a prayer? You bet. It's been it's been very good. It, uh, the Lord's providence is so good on the Feast of St. Matthew. We began really with a thrust towards friendship, you know, with Eileen mm-hmm. and, and her group, Branches. Uh, cultivating Christian friendship in, in local society in the local community of Bismarck and Mandan. And then moving down that thread, you know, with Dr. Martin and what he's done mm-hmm. um, with the life of, of getting Catholic, the Catholic faith out there, evangelizing, which is the basis of, you know, kind of a holy friendship. Uh, and then ending here with, you know, Shana and then with Father Warner. It's been so good. Um, so in thanks to God, we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Through your intercession, St. Matthew, uh, pray for us. Give us your heart to respond so well and so strongly uh, to the Lord's call to follow. Uh, May our day be one of follow today. And may all of the graces that come with uh, the reading of sacred scripture, and in a special way, your gospel, the gospel of St. Matthew, uh, deepen our faith and our love in our Lord. Uh, through the intercession of St. Matthew, we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Along with Karen Selensky, uh, we are co-hosts, Father Craig Holcalter here, vicar at Church of St. Anne in Bismarck. It is Wednesday, September 21st, the Feast of St. Matthew, uh, evangelist and apostle. We thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and please uh, continue your support for Real Presence Radio as we seek to... uh, give rise to the friendship of our Lord and listeners. God bless your day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.